Good afternoon and welcome to Open Air. And good afternoon, Jen. Good afternoon, Michael. I <laughs> just right before you unmuted me, I had a little <laughs> coughing thing happen, so <laughs> I think I'm all right now. <laughs> And I'm busy scrambling trying to get organized here because I overlooked one thing. So uh, oh, perfect. So we're all we're all on the same page. Good. <laughs> Just take a minute to breathe. Exactly. Good point. And I have announcements here. Unless there's something else you want to share with us first. No, that's perfect. Okay. If you're already meditating in the morning or wish to start. Enjoy the extra support of meditating with Sangha with virtual meditation groups. The 30-minute conference call meditation sessions happen seven days a week. And Excellent we'll, support. Yeah, yeah, great support. And for a complete schedule and for other practice opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. And a few reminders for today's show. If you'd like to talk with Jen, please press star six and then one to make a show. And a conversation on one topic in about five minutes would be great. Okay, I think we're ready here, Jen. All right, excellent. First caller. You are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Jen. Hi, Michael. It's Gabriel. Hey, Gabriel. Hey, Gabriel. Hello. Um, so I'm um, dealing with some um, shame uh, from hmm. some ego blowback, and I figured I'd call in and talk about hey. it. Um, so, I've been um, a, a private um, singing teacher for 16 years, and um, I, I'm very proud and happy to say that I've never um, crossed any boundaries, like uh, sexually or romantically, with any of my students in those 16 years. But this past Saturday, I kind of got carried away with uh, my student at the end of the night and, and I kind of asked them out on a date and, and um, mm. that, that of course didn't, I mean, it, it, it was fine, but, but it's just, I'm just dealing with a lot of shame from having mm. done that because I feel like it, it's a violation of my, I don't know, values or code of ethics as a, as a teacher and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I'm just sitting with with that, and it's um, just getting a lot of ego blowback from that. Mm, and of course, yeah, I got talked into doing it by ego. That's right. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. You got talked into doing it by ego, a giant setup, and then it creates this huge opening for, in this case, shame to come in. And so, I mean, two things already that you're doing that, you know, begin to give the practitioner the upper hand, I would imagine. You're sitting with it and you're calling into the show to get some support around it. Which right there, Gabriel, right, that says that clearly the shame must not have, it must not be having the only say in what's going on. 
No, it's it's not. And um, it's just really paradoxical because it's like a simultaneous thing where it's like the shame feels, you know, super Wizard of Ozzy loud and, and real. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and then at the same time, there's this like recognition that, you know, I'm a good person and there's nothing wrong with me. And just the yeah. simultaneity of that is... Yeah. Um, yeah. And and what what word would you put there? The simultaneity of that is paradoxical and um, uh-huh. just um, also complex and um, mm. just uh, bizarre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess those three yeah. words. Yeah. Paradoxical. Bizarre, and it, and it could also potentially be powerful, right? Because the Wizard of Oz is such a great image for it, that really loud and it feels so real until the curtain is pulled back. And then the whole thing changes. And so it sounds like from what you're describing, you're kind of having both experiences. It's really loud, and it feels really real, and at the same time, you're completely aware that you're a really good person and that that's the Wizard of Oz doing its thing. And so kind of having both of those experiences at the same time. Yeah, I, I think as I'm uh, processing it and um, sitting and being reflected, I'm I'm actually having a, a magnified experience of my innocence and goodness too, which is paradoxical mm-hmm. too, because how did I get mm-hmm. into that seeing from this? <laughs> Who knew that that would be a a doorway, right? Exactly. Um, And it is, isn't it? It's a doorway. It's just, yeah, it's trippy because um, in the past, the shame would take over and I would Mm -hmm. totally miss the goodness. And now um, it's like the goodness is is more amplified, like the the, the vision of it because because of the contrast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, again, I project because there's that ability to to be with it, to not do whatever, you know, so there's that sequence, right? You get set up, you get talked into doing it, then you get beaten for it, now you're supposed to feel ashamed, and what's supposed, supposed to happen now is then you're going to do whatever you do to survive that, right? Go to mm-hmm. distraction or whatever, you know, would get you kind of out of that. But you're not doing that. Instead, you're being with it. And it sounds like by being with it, you're seeing this doorway that is really magnifying the innocence and the goodness, and that that's what you're ultimately receiving from it. It's just funny because I think ego's mistake here is is that it's trying to make me feel like I'm just like this person that's like going around killing everybody's firstborn child or something. Um, And it's just like, I'm just like, what? I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not proud of what happened but it's also like i am not a you know it's not genocide and and i think that ego is trying to go for that and it's just it's really um that's that's how i'm like huh wait a second no i mean it's come on i'm not (laughs) this is not a war crime or anything like that yeah yeah you're never supposed to stop turn towards it and question on any level you're just supposed to feel that deep shame and then to go to a sense of, wow, I am horrible, terrible. I mean, I'm committing war crimes here. I'm 
without, I would imagine, ever really, it's not ever said that way, because of course if it were, that would catch your attention as absurd, but that's the level of feeling that it brings up. But when it's, you know, it's that nothing holds up under scrutiny, because you're staying with it, then you're seeing the absurdity of it. Well, it's, yeah, it's not saying that, but what it is saying is something, I, I think it's, it, I think ego had a little, um, it made a, it had a little glitch <laughs> because it said <laughs> something, <laughs> it said something like, this is the worst thing any human being could possibly do or something like that. And I was like, what? <laughs> Wait a <laughs> second. <laughs> Um, I, and so I think, you know, it's a combination of like, it feels like it's, it feels that way. Yeah. Like it feels like, like right. it's terrible. Um, right. But I, I mean, it's, 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 um, it's, it's a very fruitful thing that's happening because um, yeah. I think that there's a pride around this like perfection as a human that is, you know, mm. of course, false. Um, and, yeah. and that pride also projects out into like, judging others who would do something like this and how dare they and now that you know that's happened there's just this uh, ability to have uh compassion and experience and understanding the process that leads to something like that and and then compassion for the beating that follows it too and it's just yeah. Com- yeah. compassion 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 like that that's another thing but it's it's weird because as i'm sharing this i feel shaky inside and i feel teary and um but Mm -hmm. at the same time i feel happy it's it's really weird (laughs) yeah well i don't know when you said that um gabriel what dropped in for me was the image and i think it's in the um i don't want to i don't feel like it book that sherry and ashwini wrote of the image of escape velocity and the Mm -hmm. uh, the shaking that happens as we're crossing that boundary that we're never supposed to cross and we actually go through the thing, right, to the other side of it. Because as you say, this is a really fruitful place. Not only are you seeing, you know, I mean, the glitch in the system, really? I mean, this is the most horrible thing a human could do, really? But also <laughs> it's bringing you to that place of compassion to, you know, kind of busting through that, that artificial, unhelpful, you know, perfect person who never does this <laughs> and I would never. And, but instead... <laughs> It sounds like the humility to realize, oh, yeah, I see how that happens. Compassion for you, compassion for other people who are in those situations. It breaks through ego's um, criticism and judgment. Yeah, that's, that's the uh, transcendence, that experience, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Ah, I'm so yeah. glad I called and, and said it. I was yeah. kind of scared, but... <laughs> yeah. Again, it's just, it's so, just that fact of being willing to talk about it instead of, especially with shame, that's the huge one, right? That we're Mm -hmm. supposed to go and hide with that. But instead, to be willing to say, hey, this is what's going on, this is what it's saying to me, to go through that is such a fruitful, powerful place. Yeah, and my experience with sharing what I'm ashamed with, I would say nine times out of ten, if not a little more than that, is that it's a good idea, but um, ego yeah. just has this story that is like, it's not a good idea. You're going to get more shame on top of the shame that you feel from whoever you say. But when I say it, how I basically said it to you, I feel like most people that I've really truly mm-hmm. encountered, um, 
usually assist and support and not like yeah, yeah batter me. The yeah. ego does the battering, but humans kind of get it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well put, Gabriel. Exactly. Yeah, ego's going to batter you in whatever form it comes in, right? Mm-hmm. But humans get it because I project humans get it because we all know that place. And it's such a relief to do to be in the presence of the process of ego being called out and that innocence and goodness that you talked about being seen for all of us. Well, I'm I'm just I'm having this really opening experience right now. With that with that wording that came out of my mouth, I I wasn't thinking about it, but it was just like uh, you know humans get it egos just are the ones that do the beating and and just that that delineation and what i'm experiencing now is that i i'm intuiting that as i continue to you know stay with this i will be allowed once more oh my god to have human connections because ego keeps that mm-hmm. from happening because it keeps projecting that other humans are nothing more than egos but ego projects mm. that everything is it. And I'm just seeing right. that humans are humans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're not yes. egos. Ego is ego. I, I know I sound crazy, but that's, that's how it is. No, I think comes. I'm right with you. What it opens <laughs> up for you is that to actually be able to connect with humans. Right? Ego sees ego everywhere, but humans see humans. And that opens the connection for you the possibility of connection. Yeah, yeah. One last point, because I know we're beyond five minutes, is that I'm just thinking humans are nature, and and that dissociation we have from nature is synonymous to that thing. Like, when I'm saying human, that's synonymous with nature, and it's just like connecting back with nature and not having that be robbed uh, from from us anymore and i i'm telling you as i'm getting older and i'm like becoming more aware of like the the finality of this incarnation and that life isn't forever i'm like i don't have time for you ego like i i i'm not <laughs> waiting there are I'm way too many flowers to enjoy here i can't i just do not have time for stay behind on my flowers yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> well yeah. thank you so much <laughs> Oh, thank you, Gabriel. Good to hear from you. Thanks for calling in. Same, same. Okay, so. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us, Gabriel. Jen, that was a great conversation. The courage and uh, facing shame and uh, seeing ego for what it is is fabulous. It is fabulous. Yeah, it's so good. And I have another caller here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, it's Jill in Philadelphia. Hey, Jill. Hey, Jill. Hey. Um, well, I uh, it, it dropped in, I think, a couple of days ago to call into the radio show after I heard the update, the monastery update from um, mm. Ashwini and Sherry, and I mean, that was just incredible, incredible. Wow. Inspiring. Absolutely remarkable. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. So the, the, um, 
the monastery has sold. And um, I hope if folks are not on our mailing list and haven't gotten that recording, I hope they will email into the guest master to get on our mailing list and get that recording because <laughs> it, it really was a, it was phenomenal. It was really Sherry mm-hmm. Nashwini laying out kind of all that's happened with that transition process and mm-hmm. the incredible way that it's it's landed, which is essentially that the land is going to be stewarded by a Native American um, tribe who are taking ownership of it. And they're folks who, you know, all those many, many moons ago before all things happened that happened mm-hmm. in this country, they actually lived on this land. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just an absolute, you know, best case scenario, dream come true kind of um, transition for the land. Yeah. Yeah, it, and it really resonated with me in um, in my own life. I'm also moving <laughs> and selling mm. the house um, and doing it this month. And so it was wow. just so, um, uh, I just really felt for everyone because I'm, yeah, that, I was like, wow, there's a parallel um, thing happening. You know uh, what a big workshop that is. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Um, but yeah, and and also, I, you know, I, and I think this has been um, talked about a little bit in, the, you know, as the, you know, this, it sounds like this was is sudden to pack quickly for monastery, but you know, there's been a process uh, going. And I mean, I'm, for me, it's, um, I'm just taking a lot of delight in, t- in the things that I'm not taking and finding the person or the thing that it's going to get get matched with. I feel kind of like a matchmaker, actually, because, <laughs> you know, yes. it's yes. so fun. Even, like, these jars. I have, like, spaghetti, old spaghetti sauce jars and, like, old yogurt jars. And, and so I just, you know, one of the great delights of social media is I can just post a photo in, like, a, one of our little yard sale local groups, and right. people right. need jars, you know. Oh, I love those. Yeah, I heard about, I you know, I'm not on that kind of thing myself, but I have heard people mention that that's happening, that that's one of the ways people are using social media. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And that I think the one of the names of them is Buy Nothing and then whatever the name of the town is. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So here are all these beautiful things that you've enjoyed, you know, and used and have been useful to you, and they're they're not making the move with you but that you get to be the matchmaker to find them their new home. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, I sort of, it's, and what's, what's so inspiring, I mean, the, the recording on so many levels, but I, I've start, I, it helped me see the story that it's, was developing around that I'm focusing on the wrong thing, that, you know, this move needs to happen, which, you know, is still kind of a question mark. I mean, I'm in no hurry, so I don't know who's, you know, got, well, we know who has that deadline. Um, right, exactly. And that, <laughs> you know, this little candle, you know, this little bluebird candle holder, um, you know, I don't need to spend so much time <laughs> trying to find it, you know, its, it's next um, steward. Um, but I don't know. It, it's just so fun. I, I really can't stop myself, and I don't know if I need to, but... Um, but there is also like the reality of like, okay, I need to, you know, fill in the blank, do all those other sort of things that 
at least in my, you know, karmic calculus seem less fun. Um, but yeah, uh, well, and there so there are so many layers to the workshop, aren't there, Jill? Because mm -hmm. there's that absolute intention of you know what's the best home for everything. And if I'm tracking what you're saying, there's also paying close attention. It, it reminds me a little bit of a conversation that happened on the morning show this morning. Not letting that now become the thing. Mm. Okay, now with every single thing in the house, we're going to find the person who's going to ha ha, right? Sort of not making that into a rule, if you will. Mm. Mm. But there's the intention, and then there's being present to what's mm. so right now, mm. right? With each thing. Mm. Paying attention mm. to what is ego's timeline, you mm. know, what's the thing that's pulling you off into mm. whatever. And mm. just being present with each step. What now? Mm. What now? What now? Mm. What now? Mm. That was so great to hear. That was so great. That just broke it open because I'm also realizing like <clears throat> that that's not all I'm doing. Actually, it's like you know. I mean, I'm there's there are other sort of streams of work, so to speak, and um and so uh, this but this one is the most delightful, I guess, and so maybe it. It's just seems um, unlikely. It's an unlikely in in the, my little ego world, unlikely source of so much delight. Um, mm. It's like anti shopping. It's like the opposite. It's like just take it, <laughs> exactly. just take it, just take it, yeah. just take it, take it, yeah. take it. And how fun! Happening. How fun that is to be able to take delight in that. And that reminded me of. So it sounds like another layer of the workshop is. So those things feel delightful, and then there are these other streams that maybe don't yet feel delightful. And so, right. you know, yeah. what's it like to be present with those? What's the experience of those when, mm -hmm. you know, doing the things that are less delightful, mm -hmm. <laughs> feel yeah. less delightful? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and actually I just kind of did one of them, which was to get do some stuff in the in the basement um, with like heavy bags of leftover sand and cement and lime and stuff. Um, and I was like, oh, that's just, gonna, and it was just, it, it, it had its own delight to it. So yeah. Mm -hmm. So just being with the experience and um, yeah. 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 But, but yeah, yeah. I, I am, I am, there is this category of like, this is fun. This is not fun. That's um, yeah, exactly. And you know, there's a, um, there's that recording and listening exercise that we sometimes do where you do it with the mentor because mm. that's what reminded me when you were saying, you know, okay, so I'm heading down to the basement to do this like more mm. cement and lime and heavy bags and all that. And so often for me in an experience like that, there is this sense of turning to the mentor and sort of, or I could say the mentor turning, turning towards me. Mm. What, so what about it? What exactly is difficult about this? And sometimes, mm. There's something that I hadn't even seen, like, mm. well, you know what? I end up, you know, my lungs feel all terrible afterwards because I'm like, mm. oh, great. Well, let's get you some, you know, a mask to wear mm. for that mm. or something that I may not have even seen or let's only work on it for 10 minutes at a time mm. or whatever it is mm. that takes the, you know, whatever piece of it actually isn't working takes that out of the equation kind of like you were mm -hmm. saying a minute ago where we know who's making that standard is that this has to happen right now does it have to happen mm -hmm. right now yeah yeah that's great that's great because one um thing i've noticed in that is i can just ju and i've heard this just you know i, I don't definitely don't feel alone in this but like i can just jump uh, well i'm 
uh, Ego kind of presents this little bridge where I can just jump over the recording and listening part and just get to the, um, you know, it, I think it's discussed as like abandoning the person at the bottom of the well and just say, okay, I know I just need to drop it and, um, you know, move my attention when in fact exactly what you're describing, like there, because you're, you're <laughs> like, you know, these bags are heavy. And so there is somebody who is, has some concerns about moving this heavy stuff and what, mm-hmm. you know, um, so um, to just, to not jump over that uh, and to um, yeah, exactly. just be with her. Yeah. 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 Be with her, find out how, how to do it that actually works, that actually yeah. makes sense. You know, to use that literal and metaphorical example, you know, okay, I'll just quickly move this thing. I'll just get it over with. And how often, as as human beings, we injure ourselves that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because it, we actually can't, you can't do that. It isn't going to work that way. Yeah. So, okay, there's going to need to be a little setup here for this. And yeah. and how often when we take, that this is my experience anyway, when we take the time to do the thing in the way it actually makes sense to do it, it is fun. Yeah. It's completely yeah, fun. Exactly. And it takes whatever time it takes, and that's completely fine. Yeah, that is my experience too. Definitely. Well, that was very, very helpful, and I'm so glad that I, uh, I had a chance to talk about it. And um, yeah, well, happy, happy packing, um, Jill. We are um, we're living parallel lives with you. Yeah. you. <laughs> you do that. That's the sound of the packing tape has become something. <laughs> exactly. The boxes. I'm looking at a lot of boxes right yeah. now. So. Isn't it crazy how many boxes it takes? Oh my gosh, that's just yeah. It, it's a lot, and how much you can get creative with this can go in this tub, and that can go yes. in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a fun. whole fun thing too. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thinking of you guys, right. and well, um, thanks, Jill. Yeah, and uh, take yeah. care. Yeah. You too. Take good care. Yeah. It goes okay. on. Yep. Thanks. All right. Catch you. Catch you. Bye. Thanks for joining us, Jill. And that was another fascinating conversation, Jen. And we have good news update now, Jen, so I'm going to transition Can't over wait. to you. Okay. Okay, Sherry, I'm turning it over to you for a good news update. All right. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, right. Jen. <clears throat> and this evening, we are uh, going to have a little... Uh, visit from Phil, who uh, is going to join me to talk about some of the early days at the uh, Zen Monastery Peace Center. So welcome, Sister Phil. Well, thank you, Sherry. It's my pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) So so the question, I tell you, Phil, I was thinking about it uh, earlier, um, and uh, I, I, I was thinking it's, it's wonderful that we were as young and fit as we were. Uh, oh my God, I don't know, yeah. close to 40 years ago now, right? With some mm-hmm. of the stuff that we got up to. So where 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 do you think we ought to begin? Uh, well, how about let's see. How okay, about if you tell us. You tell us how when we, you know, you were driving all over looking for a place. Oh. And, been okay. found this so, wonderful place. Yeah, so we we had the Zen Center, right? Uh, which you mm-hmm. were extremely instrumental in getting us started with. Uh, 
<laughs> looked at the building and said, I think we ought to buy that. <laughs> and so we did. And then very quickly, of course, we decided that we needed uh, a place to retreat from. We, we just had a mm-hmm. place to uh, come and sit, and now we need a place to retreat to. And so mm-hmm. uh, I knew that I wanted to find a place that was two to three hours away from the Bay Area because everybody was in the Bay Area at that time. And, mm-hmm. um, and so just going around, went to the Santa Cruz Mountains, went up to, toward Calistoga, went to all these places. And finally, I, I was in Tuolumne County, as a matter of fact, a neighboring county, and saw one of those little penny saver newspapers that they used to have and saw this uh, 320 acres advertised in Calaveras County. And uh, so I contacted the real estate agent, and she was absolutely convinced that I had no idea what I was talking about. She probably showed us, what, six or eight properties everywhere from five to maybe a maximum of 20 acres because she was just convinced that 320 acres way out at the end of dirt road, no, that's not going to be it. And then we walked onto the property. Right? And yep. I, I was struck um, in the conversation uh, uh, that we just had with Oshwini, uh when she brought the Miwoks onto the, tr- uh, onto the property the same way we first went onto the property, right? Yeah, the that, gate. that struck me too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, through the gate, walking down, and uh, of course there was nothing there, right? Right, nothing there but the beautiful forest. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. and as soon as we walked onto the property, I and I'm I am not a person given to visions. I I am mm-hmm. not. I talk about a pragmatist from way back, uh, but I could see that place. I could see monks walking around on it. Mm-hmm. I could. Uh, I could just see that that was that was our home. Yeah, you can just tell. And even when I when we were you know that little group of us were with you walking down and got to that place, or even as we just stepped past the gate, just like the Mewooks, it felt like something was special with this place, and it it kind of yeah. had that feeling of home. I remember we kind of said yeah. that this feels like we're home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. and then you and, explained but, your vision, and mm-hmm. yeah, but it was it was a ton of money, right? So this is a 1987, and uh, and so we we looked, we all looked at it, right? Oh, we love it, mm-hmm. we love it. Oh yeah, and then we gathered. I remember us gathering on the porch of the original Zen Center, and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, there were what five or six of us or something like that, and we mm-hmm. needed to come up with nine thousand dollars for the down payment. Yeah, and there was just no no idea where we were gonna. Could we do it? Would it, would it be? I mean, where would we ever come up with that kind of money, right? And then people right. started saying, "Well, I could, you know, I think I could get such and such, and I could get and." But mm-hmm. is it crazy, Phil? I mean, isn't this nuts? I mean, what are we doing? We can barely pay for the place that we've got, and now we're gonna. And you said <laughs> the story that I quote all the time, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's just let's just go, and we'll keep going until we run into something that we can't get past. And if we if we do, then we'll stop. We stop. That's when we know it's over. And we never did. 
That's right. We never and stopped. we never did, did we? Mm-hmm. No. It yeah. just kept right on going. And things just fell into place so nicely, you know. One really good neighbor that helped us <laughs> with water and yeah, stay alive right there. And, yeah. Grice, and, just Grice and Joan, who, yeah, let us use their garage mm-hmm. so that we could have a phone and uh, a refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a little short ways up the hill, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were good. And the, and then yeah, then the tent, the tent, the big. Um, and you know, ma- you I have the no tent. idea. I have no idea how we ever came up with that as an idea. That that thing was that, what sixteen feet wide and thirty two feet long, or something yes, like that. Exactly, that was it. Uh huh. Yeah, and, and uh, I don't know either. I don't th- remember, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and so there was nothing on the land, right? So we, no. you know, we picked a picked a spot, and and uh, and the the one I remember, we had two of them, right? But the the one I well, first one particularly we just was, had the first one now. Yeah, 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 and uh, and we had <laughs> and no we didn't idea know how, how to put it up really. <laughs> <laughs> now what do we do? We got this tent. What do we do with it? <laughs> it's massive. It weighs a ton. You know, I forgot to keep... Michael, you, if you're listening, will you come on and tell us to get off of here because I forgot to know what time we started. Um, so yeah. so there we are, and, and we, we, we got it. We've sort of got it up, but, and I can't remember, Phil, if it was... It didn't come all the way to the ground or it came too much down to the ground. I think we, and we, could, we could couldn't not figure, get the top up. We couldn't get the, the you ah. know how it has to go to a pitch? We couldn't get it up. We couldn't figure out how to do that. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, we worked. Yeah, we worked at it. We worked at it. We worked at it. And finally, we just uh, said, okay, all right, it's lunchtime. So let's go eat lunch. And maybe when we get back from lunch, we'll have some sort of an idea. At least we'll be stronger. We came back from lunch and five people had the same insight about mm-hmm. how to do it, and poof, that tent just went up <laughs> no time flat, right? And, that's and that, that was the kitchen? Whole mind. That was the whole mind. That point. Whole mind. Yeah. Yeah, it was the kitchen, yeah. and a, a tiny, half of it was the kitchen, and half of it was a, a dining room, uh, a dining room, mm-hmm. you know, we built some uh, places to sit in it, and, uh, and it had a green shag rug. <laughs> the floor. <laughs> yeah. For the dining oh, part. Oh my course. goodness. <laughs> For the dining part. That's right. The other yeah. had a tarp. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that was our first adventure of of uh you know, starting to, and, to live well there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, and we were there for a long time, right? Until we moved yep. that kitchen up into the building. Uh, after the Rambert well, building the, the first, was completed. Yeah, but remember we built a, uh, we had to expand now, and so we built yes. a, a second tent. Uh, so we had an L uh-huh. shape, and the second tip, tent was our meditation hall um, for uh, a while until we, yeah, uh-huh. built the tent up by the, um, well, you know, the meditation hut, we built that, and then we put the kitchen up up there, remember? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it was really good tent because it was on, had a real floor. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Right. <laughs> you can actually <laughs> sleep it. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Yeah. Well, I, I bet we're at time. Michael probably yeah. is too gracious to interrupt us and tell us to get off of here. Uh, but, Phil, I hope you can uh, come back. I, 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 I want to tell you something. We were, we're, of course, going through the what are we taking to squim and what are, what are we not going to mm-hmm. be able to take and what are we going to leave for the new stewards who are gracious enough to um, take everything that we can't take with us. And uh, the one thing, I know it's not at the start of the monastery, but the one thing that we absolutely will make sure we take is the old white stove in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. For anybody who's been to the monastery, you know the old white stove, and you probably know the story of the old white stove, but I'm going to take just a couple of minutes to tell it because it's my yes, favorite Ellie. Sister Phil story. Okay, <laughs> so when we bought the... The original Zen Center in Mountain View, the woman who lived in it before had eight cats and and three parrots, I think it was, and they all were mm-hmm. loose in there. It was the most god-awful mess. And there was the stove that she cooked on. And so we had somebody from PG&E come and look at it, and he said uh, to, to you know make sure it worked and was safe and all of that, and he said, I would suggest that you take this directly to the dump. And in my memory, I could be wrong, but I think you scrubbed on that thing for four days. Four I did. I used days. the bathtub. We put it, took uh-huh. it apart, put it in the bathtub, and I, I was determined because it was looked like such a nice stove. You know? And it is and, a nice stove, and it has served yeah. us all these years, and it will come with us to our new home in Scram. So oh, thank you, Sister great. Phil. Well, Let's thank you, Sherry. This, shall we? Yes, I don't want to. I don't ever want to lose these memories. Uh, you know, it, as long as as long as we're alive, uh, yes. I, I want these kids to remember what it was like for us old timers <laughs> back in the yeah the when there was nothing there. Yeah, no, that's that, right. Because uh, we yeah. first started in pup tents, if you remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember the pup tents yeah. before the tents? Mm, yeah. yeah, I do. So maybe, I maybe do. we could have, a, this could be uh, the beginning of a series. <laughs> we'll see. Yes, they might yeah, let if us. if they let us. If, if we <laughs> yeah. get off now. All right. right. <laughs> thank, thank you, thank Phil. You. <laughs> thank you, Sherry. And thank you, Michael, and thank you, Jan. You're welcome. <laughs> And welcome back to Open Air. And wasn't that delightful, Jen? I mean, <laughs> not only did we not want to kick them off, but I, I, if I'd been unmuted, I would have been begging them to stay. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking yes. about a Bring on the series, Michael, right? Because first of all, don't you love being the kids? Yes. I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah. I, actually, it reminds me, it was on some call recently, um, Maybe the International Day of No Self Hate, but someone was re- someone who lived at the monastery for years and years was referring to fe- feeling like she was raised on this property, which I can completely relate to. And I project there are so many of us who, you know, even if you didn't spend tons and tons of time here, even if you didn't live here, you know, for long stretches, just so many of us have that connection to the land of feeling like, just like Phil and Jerry were saying, that this is home, a home of sorts. So I am all in on getting to hear. I could listen to those stories forever. I love having that history of this practice. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. 
And we're going to go back to our callers here, Jen. Okay. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Jen. Hi, Michael. This is Virginia. Hi, Virginia. Hi, Virginia. Hi. Uh, I also really love the uh, good news update and and the um, the the conversation that Ashwini and Sherry had uh, about how the monastery is transitioning is going to transition. It was a real um, beautiful for me reminder of how you know setting one's intention and then just like really the faith that that life will deliver something you know and that we don't have to effort really hard or at all (laughs) but that you know that life supports us you know yes truly truly yes that and that faith piece as you said to just stay with it you know to have that intention and to not need to go to an efforting process to allow it to unfold and just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's an amazing yeah. process. Yeah, it was really great to hear. I mean, it was just so amazing to hear how that worked out. Um, yeah, so I wanted to call tonight, um, Is it kind, in, in a way, it's kind of an experiment because I'm looking at... Um, well, I'm looking at, at avoidance and all the different shapes and forms and just ways that it appears in my life. Um, and, and one way is like, like for example, at about five minutes before five, or really starting at about four o'clock this afternoon, the, the conversation was about how tired I was and how I have brain fog and that you know there, you really couldn't really say anything if you. Um, if you if you were able to speak, then you couldn't really speak, you know. And there's all this, mm, yeah. Anyway, that was the conversation. So yeah. the experiment was, well, maybe maybe I should just give in the cue and see if that's true. Good for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> well, brilliant. I mean, I probably heard other people say that, but still, it, you know, yeah. thank God and thank life that I was willing to do that because it's yeah. what's you know because what's really true is I. I feel I am a little bit tired, but I feel much better than an hour ago when I was having that conversation with um, oh, self-hating yeah. voices. Um, yeah, yeah. That right there is huge to get, isn't it? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Four o'clock rolls around, the conversation starts, and I feel exhausted, and that yeah. feels real. And you know, in a way, it's like, yeah, that is exhausting to be in that mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. you see it. And you decide, I mean, it's very much like what Gabriel was talking about. You decide you're going to question that, right? right? Well, let me find out. Let me just have my own experience yeah. and find out. And, yeah, you know, there's some tired there. Maybe you had a big day or whatever was in that. But a completely different experience to be here, having decided you're going to have your own experience and not mm-hmm. and out of that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for reflecting that for me, Jen, because yeah, that, that is, that is exactly it. And, um, yeah. And yeah, thank goodness for the willingness to just give it a try because yeah. yeah. And I just want to say too, that earlier today I was, um, I was in a process, something that I experienced pretty regularly 
less so now, but still it shows up. Sometimes I'll get correspondence, either a phone call or an email or something, and there'll be a, a big story will be created around it. And then uh, I guess really what I'm being told is you're not up to the task of responding, and if you do, they aren't going to like you, something like that. Or you have something like that, and then there'll be avoiding happening, you know. And, yeah. and, and the story is that avoidance will be easier or more comfortable, but, but truly it's not. Um, uh-huh. it, it just kind of goes undercover, and it gets like a lot of energy builds up in my body. So, but yeah, so but today, earlier today, then I, um, well, I made a report. I I decided it would be good to just talk with the mentor about it. is It's kind of a first step just to, um, just to give me some extra support, really. And, and then, and then I kind of started sending some other emails and, and then at some point it was just like, yeah, I want to, I want to do that one. So I went to that one and, and I read it because I was, I was being talked into not even reading it. I read it, and then I thought about it, and then I responded. And it, and it was a very similar thing that happened. Then it's like my mind cleared up. You know, everything kind of cleared up, uh-huh. and energy, yeah. and there was more energy. Yeah. So it's so similar, isn't it? I mean, the rest yeah. is exactly the same, right? So yeah. in comes that, you know, that correspondence. And, you know, there's that classic you voice. Oh, you're not up to, you're not going to be able to respond or they're not going to like you if you do respond. And yeah. so no wonder there's avoidance, right? I mean, right. who would blame us, really? <laughs> that's right. Really fun. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's already well, framed as this terrible thing. Uh-huh. Right. Yes. I, mean, I, think, I think, as I recall, that's what the mentor was telling me, too. It's like, well, no wonder you want to avoid. It's such a, the way right. it's set up is such a lose-lose situation here, you know? Exactly. Um, and, and that's the thing. It's almost it almost feels intelligent to to right. avoid it. And then when you start paying attention, what you realize, which is so amazing, so key, is you know what? Okay, that would be one thing if it actually that it did accomplish that avoiding it. Right. But in fact, it doesn't. What actually right. happens is it builds up all this energy and gives you no place to actually, you know, uh, uh, what's yeah. the word? Not skillfully. I can't think of the word, but to actually have that energy be for life. Instead, right. it bottles it up. And then yeah. you start, dra- the energy is drained, right? You feel tired. Mm-hmm. You feel exhausted. So mm-hmm. lo and behold, there's that same willingness that you were talking about a minute ago to just, it kind of builds up. You turn to the mentor. You get some momentum. Start answering some other things. And then you realize, yeah, I'm ready to do that one. You yeah. respond, and there's the energy again. Right. Yeah. 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 I really like what you said, though, too. Like, that is how it felt. Like, the energy got all bunched up or contained. And, yeah, then there was no place for it to go. And it's a feeling of discomfort, even though I'm promised comfort. Really, the feeling is uncomfortable. And also, I don't want to go into a make-believe story here, but it's like, yeah, what does happen with that energy? I guess, I don't know. But it's not, I can tell you that it's not... um, uh, help. It's not uh, good for my body. Let's say that. No, yeah. exactly. Very yeah. unhelpful for the body. And almost certainly, if you're like the rest of us, it turns into getting talked into something that, again, isn't in the long run going to take care of you. Something right. that's going to take the edge off that discomfort. Right. That yeah. ultimately doesn't, again, you know, yeah, it may be comfortable for a minute, you know, or for whatever period of time. 
and then yeah. you're going to get a beating for that. And then, yeah. you know, very likely that's something that doesn't take care of you on some right. physical, emotional level. You know, the whole thing just goes around and around again. Right. I guess, you know, hearing what you just said, in a way it is all a setup for me to get a beating, right? Um, that's right. Whether I indulge in something after the, the um, avoidance or even just while I'm in avoidance, a, a beating will just come in just for avoiding, even though I'm being told yeah. to avoid. So Exactly. It's all about... Which is what makes... Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. It's all about... No, no. You, it's all about that. I mean, that's really the end goal, right? Is to it is. get a beating for the it's human. To, is to get a beating, which mm-hmm. is why the work of going beyond self-hate is so huge and so foundational because mm-hmm. once we do that and you know you're talking about it gabriel was talking about it once mm-hmm. we whatever the thing is that we're supposed to feel bad about we turn and face it and we don't go to feeling bad about it or even if there is the feeling bad about it they're staying with that instead of mm-hmm. trying to get away from it which yeah. is some form of not believing it even if it still feels really real and oh, it really still yeah. feels true and they really aren't going to like me but to stay with it and to go through it, we start to really break that barrier of self-hatred. And once we do that, then it becomes this amazing exploration and all, we start to see all the pieces of what's holding it together. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like what you said, Jen. Um, yes, it's a process. In other words, the seeing of this process that I'm looking at is also a process. And to just yeah. bring, just, just to bring it more and more into awareness and it, like maybe like start a, a folder on, entitle it avoidance and just everything that I notice about avoidance, put it in that um, folder on my recorder, for example. Exactly. It's really back to the thing we keep talking about in the year-long retreat and all of practice right now. You're just noticing. You're noticing. You're noticing. You're noticing. And the thing that facilitates the continuing of the just noticing is not allowing any self-hate around any of it. Uh, Okay. 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 Not allowing any self-hate around any of it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. This has been really, really helpful. And yeah. yeah. Okay. Gosh. On exploration, Gasho, let us know. Thank you, I will. All right, bye bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us, Virginia. And Virginia, I am unable to mute you, so if you could mute yourself, I would appreciate that. Okay. Okay, and in the interest of time, Jen, I'm going to bring on our next caller. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Oh, hi, good evening. It's Janice calling from Victoria. Hi, Janice. Hey, Janice. Uh, So um, I just wanted to say I had a very intense experience. Um, On my birthday on Saturday, I woke up at sunrise, and I'd been basically living at the hospital with my husband and he was unconscious for a week and um, and then from that just um, you know seeing it was a brand new day and just being with his breath and breathing with that and him passing in the morning I 
then was able to kind of uh, just say, well, what next? To just really, really pause and say, what, what, what would be most compassionate for all? And for me, it was just to really touch base that I, I could just be with his body. And never having mm-hmm. done this before, just mm-hmm. giving myself that space and that time was so important. Oh, boy, Janice, it just sounds like one of those moments where this is what we practice for, right? That's yeah. all uh-huh. of that. I mean, what you, de- what you describe, the presence that you're describing in that profound moment, that all of that was available to you to be there, to look at what's best for all, to be with that breath, to be with the last breath, and to be in all of that with that level of presence, what an extraordinary gift to all. It really, it really was. I mean, I could see it was like his gift to me uh, that, mm. you know, perhaps he waited for my birthday, just, mm. you know, <laughs> who knows. And he'd been moved out of ICU to a room so that, you know, he would go to a hospice. And I had said to them, he's already been, he's already been in the renal unit he's already had his hip surgery in the rehab he already had to go to um, CCU because there was a crash then he ended up in ICU now we're here can he stop being in transit and let somebody else have the hospice bed because you know I'm here and there's nothing more to do than breathe with him Wow. yeah and then I and I found out, you know, that um, he's going to have a green burial, and um, they can't. The people for that cannot pick him up unless he had been in palliative or hospice, so he would have to go to the morgue. So I thought, okay, that's one more transit. What happens? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I asked the nurses what happens, and they said, um, mm-hmm. well, take as much time as you need, and then we'll wash the body and put him in the shroud and. I said, oh, I, I want to do that. I want to wash mm. his body. I know this body, and this is just mm. a body now. And um, it was really, really beautiful because they were saying kind of, well, if, you know, if you're uncomfortable at any time, let us know. And I said, I have no un- idea what I would be uncomfortable with um, because I've never done this before. Right. And it was really, right. I have to say, it was so intimate and tender, mm. and I could sing mm. to him at the end and zip mm. him into the shroud, you know? And they mm. just, they stood there in awe and said that was the most sacred thing they'd seen, with usually mm. that is left to them as their job, right? But sure, they were my sure. support. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine, Janice, how unusual that must be. Because we're just not, at least in this culture, right? Yeah, we're we're trained culture. to think of dying as a as a mistake, as something wrong. Right, right. And you 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 know you so beautifully modeled for them, and and had the experience. It sounds like for yourself of this is what happens. This is what happens, yeah. and this is not a this is not a time to go away. This is a time to really be here. And how sacred that ended up being, how beautiful that ended up being to be able to be with his body, 
you know that body and to be mm-hmm. with it and to be able to wash it and be with it in that way and that it was a gift to you. It you really know, was. Say, who knows? Maybe he waited for that day. Mm. You know, and, I, and, and, and doing it, I felt I was with all of humanity, with taking care of, yes. you know, yes. birthing in and birthing oh. out. And in the end, you know, his body was yes. just naked, like he had come in. And mm-hmm. cultures all over the world would be, you know, taking and preparing their loved ones. It's just yeah. here, it's so kind of divorced. And um, right. it, it was just a, it was just like such a connection. Yeah. Boy, I could really sense that as you were saying that, Janice, that, that it's really all of humanity. As you're there washing this body, I mean, how many other bodies are going through that transition at the exact same time? Mm-hmm. And some of them being able to be, to experience that level of care and presence that you are able to have with him and many, many of them not. But, but in those experiences where you do get to do that, it's not, it, it does feel so much bigger, doesn't it, than just me and just yeah. him. But there's a way in which it's all of humanity being held there in that moment, in that gesture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, you know, after I'd done that, I just, um, I thought, you know, in six hours, I want to have something. There's a very sweet little hundred-year-old chapel in the kind of the center. There's a garden in the center of the whole place and I I just want to invite whoever can come to come and a friend and I had our big Zen bells and we had a mm. you know a chant a meditation a silent sit and a walking through the garden ending up with a circle mm. of song and you know my daughter who's five months pregnant and her partner followed me and then everybody followed behind and it was like we closed the chapel we removed everything that we had brought. It was like, leave no trace. And um, it was really, it was really a profound, it felt so important and I wanted to do it while his body was still on, <laughs> in the hospital. Yeah. So people could yeah. come through the checkpoint and say, <laughs> yes, they were mm. coming to visit this person. <laughs> you know, I, mm. I asked the nurses, don't um, just wait to tell the morgue. <laughs> So he looks like he's still on the the slate, and on then the, I, on the list. Oh, yeah, perfect. on the list. Uh-huh. And and I was even, you know. And then after, I just wanted it, you know. Between five and six, the sun came out. It was just absolutely mm. perfect. And then we went out and had dinner together for my birthday. Mm. You know, oh, there yeah. was. I thought yeah. sunrise. Yeah. To sunset, I had no idea how that day was going to really? unfold. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and it just strikes me so much that um, you know all of that—the gift it was to you, the gift it was to him, the gift of all humanity—and then kind of full circle, at least for we Sangha who are you know Sangha with you, for you to then call in and, and share it with us. That's well. Thank beautiful. you. Thank you for that. Uh, 
I do mm-hmm. want to say one thing about recording is that sure. I, ha- I had this presence of mind when I got a phone call from the nephrologist to say he's going to CCU, his blood pressures drop, he has a GI bleed, and I got a phone call from the doctor in, C- I, uh, in CCU who said, um, you know, all the now he's in, you know, septic shock, his heart's gone into shock, his lung. All these things are happening. We can just reverse a tiny bit for a little while if people want to, to say goodbye. And he's mm-hmm. requested that we try, but he wants you to know how much he loves you. And people were able to come. And I said, I said to the doctor, just stop for a moment. May I record this? what you're telling me. I'm not sure I'm going to take it all in. And I have family who will want to know. And he repeated everything. And I was able, rather than trying to interpret what I thought was happening, because there's a bit of shock, I just sent sent out that recording. And people could hear it for themselves. And I could get on with being with him. It was just, that was, the brilliance of practicing recording for all this time, it was just a natural thing right. to ask for. Yes, exactly. And then there it is. In and the moment where there's so much going on, because you're so well-practiced, that drops in. You're there to hear it, and you can yeah. use that tool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh, Janice. Well, again, <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for calling in and and letting us know that's really and I, yeah you know, and I really it's a gift it really was a gift and i really hope that yeah. you know sharing it yeah. helps others too that's just where i was going to you know to again to to talk about death in that way and to share how the beautiful how beautiful it is and how it's it's part of of life and when people do that i do project that that's a gift to all of us you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it helps to to move through all the conditioning we have around it. So thank you for that. Thank you, Jen and Michael, and thank you, everybody, for listening. All right, Janice, we'll take good care. Thank you. Good night. Asho. Good night. Asho. Thank you, Janice. And Janice, I'm unable to mute you also. Okay. And Jen, that that was extraordinary. It was an extraordinary gift to me that conversation. Yeah. 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 I mean, really, it just oh, it's all so big. Yeah. Don't want to so miss big. a moment. So big, yeah. Staying with the moment. Wow. Yeah. And so, thank you, Jen, and thank you, everyone, for tonight. It was a fabulous show. It was. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. Go take, happy. take care. Take Go care. happy. Bye-bye.